You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad that you've taken a few minutes to tune in. Today's podcast is a devotional episode. We're going to pick right up where we've left off in the book of Acts. I love the idea of us reading the book of Acts together as a church. You know, we study it on Sunday mornings in our sermons, and I hope that you're reading it at home. So we're still looking at the change in Saul's life when he became Paul, when Jesus appeared to him on the Damascus Road, resurrected and fully in charge of the church, and said, hey, Saul, I'm the one you're persecuting. So Saul changed his mind totally about who Jesus was. Well, last week we talked about how Saul started to preach in Damascus. He went to the city in order to persecute Christianity. Once he got there, he became its best defender. And so here's what happened. All the people who were the persecutors, the Jewish people who were Paul's accomplices, who celebrated Paul's actions when he was a persecutor, well, now that he's become a believer, they're against him. In fact, they make a covenant to kill him. And so Paul finally has to flee Damascus. It's amazing that Paul, only one page back in the book of Acts, he was the persecutor. And now that he's representing Jesus, he's being persecuted. Wow, how his future changed. So Paul is lowered in a basket on a rope out a window to slip out of the city walls in Damascus because the people that are determined to kill him are watching for him to leave one of the entry gates. So in this very first season of Paul's life as a witness to the resurrection of Jesus, he's got to slip out of a city and sneak away. So his next stop is that he's going to wind up going to Jerusalem. And I want, to, I want to share that story with you. And in this story, I want to ask you to become the kind of a person that would help a new convert find their place in the church. I want to ask you to become like this guy, Barnabas. Let's read. Verse 26 of chapter 9. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. All right, we can imagine why they think that, right? Because the last time anybody saw Paul, he was persecuting the church. Like he was a motivator, a catalyst in the hate that was targeting the Christians. So now he comes back to the city as a believer and nobody believes it. Everybody thinks he's pretending just so that he can understand who he needs to persecute. Verse 27, but... Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul, on his journey, had seen the Lord, and that the Lord had spoken to him, and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He talked and debated with the Hellenistic Jews, but they tried to kill him. When the believers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. I think it's kind of cool that Luke tells us that the church enjoyed a season of peace. It'll be short. Before long, James is going to be martyred by Herod. But for right now, there is this season of peace, probably because the lead persecutor, Paul, has become a believer. But I want us to focus our attention for just a minute on Barnabas. 
So while Paul is trying to remake himself and find his place in this new church, he'd burned a few bridges in his old life, right? He persecuted somebody's uncle, somebody's father, somebody's mother. Uh, somebody was so offended by things he said about Jesus, they would not ever be able to accept him in the church. So Barnabas, Barnabas sees Paul and comes beside him and basically leverages his reputation to endorse this person that God was working in. And then Paul becomes accepted. And what's the result? Well, Paul gets to preach in the streets of Jerusalem. He gets to defend the resurrection of Jesus. He becomes a bold witness. It's amazing to me that no doubt these Hellenistic Jews that Paul is preaching to, they once respected Paul as this persecutor. And now that he's not on their side, I would imagine that they absolutely can't stand him. They probably see Paul as a traitor. We've got to understand that when Paul became a believer of Jesus, in a very real way, like he gave up all the things that were trophies in his past. He writes in his letters and says he considers the things that he once boasted about, he considers them, you know, as as dung or refuse. Like that that all the things that were his accolades, like they are totally turned inside out. And that was really true if you think about it. So for Paul, everything that he was before he left Jerusalem, it's totally changed now. His friends likely are becoming enemies. His reputation as a brilliant rabbi and scholar, as a teacher, as zealous for God's name, well, in his old friend group, now he's a traitor and a blasphemer and a sellout. Was it worth it for Paul to change everything for Jesus? I believe so. And now I want you to think with me. If you're Barnabas, you've got to take a similar risk. You risk your name, your reputation, your comfort to endorse this guy named Paul to help him find his place in the new church. And, you know, I think we've got some opportunities to do that. No, no doubt we look at people who have given their life to Jesus, and for some of them, everything has changed. Their friends have changed. Their priorities have changed. Their goals have changed. And for a lot of them, their past still haunts them, haunts them inside the church and haunts them outside the church. And I wonder when, when people who are where Paul was, people who have made a 180 so that they can chase after Jesus, when they walk into the church, will you be the next Barnabas? Will you be the one to sit by them, to invite them for lunch, to endorse them, to invite them to your friend group? Will you help the church become family to people who've lost their families because they've chosen God as their father? So I would imagine the church filled with Barnabases, people, who love these new believers and want to encourage them. So can you imagine if Paul had never been welcomed into the church? I can't. And it's the same thing that's true for us now. God is redeeming new people, believers. And I want to encourage us as a church family to welcome these people. Like whoever's next, whoever's new, whoever God brings in, let's be Barnabas to them. Let's be the most welcoming, friendly church that you've ever met. Let's be the church that is engaging disciple-making in its earliest moments when a person is looking for a new family, a new place to belong. Let them belong with you. Let them belong in your living room. Let them belong on your sports teams. Let them belong on the golf course with you. Or let them be belong in your book club. Let's make sure that we are Barnabas. Church family, let's be the most encouraging church family we could ever be for those who are coming to know Jesus. I believe that you'll be great at this because I've seen how well our church can love people. So, church family, 
I'm so glad to follow Jesus with you. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. God bless you.